0: Get him stopped.
1: God and Moses both in a sidecar did not drive a sprint car with a thousand horsepower. I swear to God, he's done a double somersault backwards. My car won't go past wide open. Uh, my 50,000 came
2: in a Twinkie box. You know, I get my jollies off over looking at a nice car wash. You know he's gonna crash your shit,
1: but he's still he's still got great stories. Oh, they disappeared. Oh, I'm leading, <laughs> I'm leading. <it. laughs> you plated your old ball sack and you just freaking let it eat. It's all goddamn assholes and elbows, and if you ain't right, They'll send your ass
2: to the rear. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Open Red, the official podcast of the World of Outlaws, NOS, energy drink, sprint cars. From Dirt Vision, my name is Rob Blount, and joining me, as always, is the PR god of the World of Outlaws, Mr. Nick Graziano. Nick. I am Nick Graziano. That is me. You, I'm it here. is you. It is you, and you are another year older from the last time that we did this show. Yes, I am. I am the big three zero now.
1: You, you sure are. I'm so different.
2: How does it feel? Uh, the same, the same. Not
1: at all. Completely different from a week ago. No, no um, more aches, extra uh, aches. Well, I went. We went to the go karts uh, yesterday, and my back really hurts. I heard about that? So, Who won? Um, I'll tell you. I don't know what kind of cart they gave Hank Silver, but he had like a second faster really? over everybody. You've
2: easily got close. like a forty
1: pound weight advantage yeah, on him. I don't know what they gave him. I don't know what he paid them under the table when we got there. That thing was a ripper. That's insane. You've easily got, like, at least 40 pounds on him,
2: which I'm pretty certain at that place is every, every 10 pounds adds up to, like, a tenth of a second extra to your time. Typically, if you were to run a completely identical lap, if you weigh 10 pounds more than someone, it's another tenth added onto your time versus them. I mean, but I
1: believe the it. Way it. The, works the cart felt good, and I could tell that whatever they gave him, like, the 10 more horsepower motor, because I could tell we're through – the spots where you're full throttle like there's no reason to lose speed i'm going down the straight and he's just gone I'm like that no that doesn't no it doesn't work that way that's not good man that's, it's uh, not good it was you, disappointing.
2: you've won races in real life and all he has is uh sim racing
1: i mean i you know i gave it to him if goes it,
2: to if it his day, sure. goes to show you day
1: then sure congratulations
2: that i racing is now the way of the future
1: yeah, I sure. <laughs> All right. Well, these old farts don't know how to use that anymore. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you just you're, you're basically a fossil compared to him. He's like eight years younger than you.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah. so old, man. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, up. let's.
1: I guess let's try and do this thing then.
2: <laughs> See if oh, I can we had, make it through that. We had two pretty good races this weekend yeah. uh, for the spray cars. That was
1: that was fun. Yeah, it's fun to watch good racing still.
2: <laughs> yes. Uh we went to Eldora and Lernerville uh for the Before the Crown Showdown and the Commonwealth Clash uh Friday and Saturday night. Always a fun weekend of racing, especially any time the Outlaws show up to Eldora Speedway. Um and Logan Schuhart went out there and put on a show.
1: Yeah, that was kind of what for whatever reason that September Eldora race is like his Eldora race. Yeah. He just seems to dominate that one. Yeah, and he had another really good car that night. Yes, that was yes, a good, great did. race in general. Just it was slide job on slide job racing all over the place. And I don't think like we could barely keep up with all the racing that was going on.
2: Yeah, right. And then at one point, I think it was for fifth. They were like four wide, yeah. through, through one, two, and then down the backstretch. I'm like, what are you guys doing? It's incredible. incredible. Uh, and then we traveled to Pennsylvania. I think that was me, Nick. I think I hit my cable here. Yeah, that was me. Oh wow. I, I saw you like looking around like, did I just get oh, the, the ground mic standing? shaking? You weren't even what, what, close to it. Nope, it was me. We're not having an earthquake. You didn't hit it. It was just me being an amateur. Um, I put the mouse too close to the cable. Mm. That's what happened. And then kids. my foot is on it, and I thought if I kept my foot there, wouldn't move, but I'm hitting my leg, and that's why you're hearing that sound. <laughs> Let me move my foot away and try to be slightly more professional today. Um, but yes, yeah, so the outlaws went to Pennsylvania, and and what do you know? David Gravel ends up in Victory Lane at a track in Pennsylvania.
1: That's uh, it's kind of like L- Logan Schuhart. He has his stuff at going at Eldora, then David Gravel, who's got his stuff going on. Perfect timing in Pennsylvania, just yes. before Williams Grove coming up.
2: Yes. Uh, speaking of which, we will uh, we head to Williams Grove this weekend for the National Open. $75,000 to win on Saturday. Uh, the Posse versus the Outlaws
1: renewed again. Always a super fun time. And uh, our guest this week... I think we need to adjust that. I think it needs to be the Posse tries to verse the Outlaws. Well, they're still going against us. I mean, they're going against us, it's but the it's been since tr- 2019. I mean...
2: It's the Posse tries to beat the Outlaws yeah. and fails, would be the accurate there you way go. to say it. But... Outside of that, they're still like, they're still going against us. It's still posse versus outlaws. Yeah,
1: they try, but they I try. mean,
2: in in that essence, it's like you know, it's like the Kansas City Chiefs against your little league football team from around the. Around the block, right?
1: I just heard uh, Jackson Steeles, our camera guy's heart just break from miles away. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, 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 it was a compliment because the Chiefs are really good, and like if they're playing a, like a little league team, like they're probably just gonna roll all over them, like the Outlaws are gonna do to the Posse.
1: Oh, I just thought you were talking about how they lost the other day. So. No,
2: yeah, I, honestly, I only, I haven't paid attention to football yet this year. It's, I don't do any betting. I don't do any fantasy football. It's too early in the season for me to give any cares. I just know, it's just fun for me, being from where I'm from in this country, uh, 90% of my friends are Jets and Giants fans, and they both are hot garbage. So, like, (laughs) everyone's just miserable, and I just love it, because I'm like, you're a fan of two teams from New Jersey. Like, you, you say you're from a New York fan, and you're not even a New York fan, like, I did enjoy, I don't know if you are a Bills fan or not, being from upstate New York, or if you even care about football, but I saw their tweet the other day. Someone was like, you New York football fans, it's if it feels like you've been losing for a long time, it's because you have. And the Bills quote tweeted it, and they're like, but have they? <laughs> <laughs> it was very good. Um, but yes, anyway... Uh, the Outlaws are probably going to beat the Posse again. And to talk about the Outlaws probably beating the Posse again, we brought on uh, a, a member of the PA Posse's media to come and speak with us today.
1: Yeah, it was a really cool interview. Um, a lot of you probably, if you're following Twitter uh, along during a lot of these PA races, I'm sure you've probably seen her name pop up or uh, different videos she's been on. Or if you're in the PA area, you've probably seen her on the news, uh, Lindsay yeah. Barna.
2: Yeah, Lindsay Barna, super fun guest uh if you don't know anything uh, or if you want to like follow the the pa sprint car uh racing week in and week out and don't really know where to start she's a good one and you'll hear why in this interview yeah let's get to it we're joined today by Lindsay barna of fox 43 in the uh central pennsylvania region uh, one of the uh the main reporters for motorsports up in the PA region. Lindsay, thank you for joining us. We really wanted to get you on because Nick and I both uh, come from a, a journalism background and in, in motorsports, and we both kind of ad- admire how much coverage you and, and your station are able to give to sprint car racing in that region. It's not like we see in a lot of other regions.
0: Yeah, I really appreciate appreciate it, guys, for having me. Yeah. Um, It's different, honestly, having the mic turned on myself. I'm usually the one asking all the hard questions (laughs) to all the drivers and teams. But um, no, thanks for having me. This is, um, it's been a long work in progress. I'll tell you the truth. Um, Goodness. I think I pitched this idea to one of my former news directors four years ago just to try and get more coverage in the area. I didn't realize how much of a hotbed for sprint car racing was really in this area. And, um, it took a little bit, um, he wasn't too thrilled. He was like, I don't even know what this is. And I just kept saying, come on, come on. We need to, we need to give this thing coverage. So to be honest, um, a little over two years ago, we launched a new sports show and my sports director came to me and he's like, do you want a a racing segment? And I said, are you serious? Like, I will take it and run, like, just give it to me. And it's been history ever since.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool that they even acknowledge that. You don't really, like like you said, Robbie, you don't really see that a lot of places. No. um, And definitely the great place to do it is Pennsylvania. Um, I guess for yourself, where did your love for racing come from and just wanting to cover it, too?
0: It's kind of crazy. I honestly wasn't a sprint car fan. I didn't know anything about sprint (laughs) cars, to be honest. Um, I grew up with a NASCAR background, going to Pocono Raceway. Um, We had a little dinky track called Hamlin Speedway down the road down the road from my house. Um, I'm from Northeastern Pennsylvania and I believe Ryan Smith's parents are the promoters of that track. Um, but I just remember seeing Kurt Bush come in the one weekend and I was like, Oh man, this is really cool when like the big guys come into town. Like this is a little small town of like a, th- not even a thousand people. Um, so when I came into, uh, central PA about five years ago, um, and not even knowing anything about spring cars, I was like, what is this? This is like crazy. I'm a motorhead myself, but like, I need to figure out what this is.
2: So how did you get to the point where you went from not knowing what it was to then pitching to your, to your, uh, bosses that we should be doing this?
0: I just thought there was a bunch of tracks in this area and i kind of kept researching and i saw i I think it started with dirt vision and flow racing just getting the idea kind of seeing events going to a race myself to get an idea of what is really behind sprint car racing what's in this area and just to see that central pa has so many tracks within oh goodness two hours probably six different tracks you can hit i just knew that this place meant a lot our racing met allowed to central PA. And that's kind of what I wanted to start with that. These people were kind of missing the coverage that they really wanted.
2: So before we keep going to on the, the racing path, how did you get into, uh, journalism? Like what set you on your path to where you are now?
0: Yeah. So I've always been into sports. Um, I was a three, four sport sport athlete in high school. I ran track in college, um, Really, I just loved sports all my life. My I grew up with two older brothers, so I was was the little one being picked on. And um, just with them doing sports, I always had that kind of tomboy attitude. And racing was always something in the back of my head that I always just loved. Not everybody really loves racing. There wasn't a lot of people that I could hang out with and go to races with. It was just a family thing. So when I kind of found spring car racing with it, just being in our backyard, that's kind of what drugged me right to it.
1: What was that first sprint car race like for you? I know for some people, obviously, like they see NASCAR, they, they know what that's like, but when they go to a sprint car race, it's completely different. Completely different kind of cars. Completely different kind of action. Just and dirt in general. Oh
0: gosh, I couldn't even tell you. I don't. I think I was speechless to be honest. <laughs> I did not know what to expect. I didn't know um, even know what kind of motors they were using, or I didn't even know they could go that fast on dirt. It was just very eye-opening. And I have to thank the tracks for when I first started covering the sprint um, races. They really helped me out a lot. Um, They showed me the ropes um, until I really got a hang of what was um, going on each night and all the different classes. Um, but yeah, oh my gosh, my first event there, I was like, why am like, I'm getting all this dirt, like (laughs) covered in dirt. I I don't even know what to expect. Um, but yeah, it's been a thrill ever since.
2: You're in one of the the most fun areas for it too, because the the fan base is just so extremely passionate about their drivers up there and, and the rivalries that they have there. But then like this weekend, when the World of Outlaws or the, the All-Stars come into town, the, the, the Posse versus the Outsiders rivalry is just so heated and, and, and fun to be a part of that I would think for you as a reporter, you're obviously you're not cheering on drivers, and we, we all know this. You're cheering for stories and wanting to get the best story possible, but the, the fans in some ways at times can be the best story in that area.
0: Oh, absolutely, but I will tell you I am a Posse fan, but don't tell anybody. (laughs) (laughs) I'll keep that. No, um, I'm always cheering for the Posse. Yeah, the fans, um, just every aspect of racing, there's a story to tell. I'm not the one who wants to be in front of the camera. I want to be the person telling those awesome stories, and like you said, the Posse versus the Outlaws versus the uh, All-Stars, whoever it is. Oh, my goodness. It's so awesome to see, especially the local people, um, just really show their stuff. Because a lot of these teams, they're working to race, working full-time jobs. That's why you don't see a lot of these PA teams go on the road as much as you do. Because it is it is an expensive sport. But it's so competitive around these, um, these tracks that every week, it doesn't matter which track you choose, you're going to see a great show.
1: there's really an abundance of storylines available with the sprint car racing and just racing in general what what is the reception you've seen to uh some of your stories and reporting is there been uh, a lot of people maybe seeing new fans go to because of uh this are you seeing a lot of reaction that hey this is awesome that we're getting some racing coverage on our news too now
0: yeah i'm actually seeing a lot of both um There was a race a few weeks ago, honestly, that they were doing an event just to get new people out to a race. And a girl came up to me. She's like, this is my first time. This is so cool. Like, I didn't know what to expect either. And it's just trying to bring that awareness out because they're also a local business, too. They're trying to make a living um, having races every week. And um, on the other hand, having fans reach out to me saying... I never thought like we'd get this kind of exposure. Um, People are always asking me like, are you a fan? Are you just doing this for work? And I hate to break it to you to be the best reporter or be the best person out there. You got to also be a fan to get the best stories.
1: Definitely. What has been uh, those, I guess for you, those those fun stories that you've got to be a part of so far?
0: Oh, goodness. There is so many stories. I I guess I'll tell you just recently um, when you got when the World of Outlaws were in for the Morgan Cup um, or excuse me, the summer nationals, I had a little fan, a local boy who's just diagnosed with leukemia and he got to be, um, part of the David, David gravels team for a day. And that just touched my heart. So being able to tell a story like that, um, that really is bringing the family together, the community together. It's really awesome.
2: Yeah, that, that sounds super cool. Um, who's been someone that's been, like very helpful for you as you've gone on this journey of, of getting deeper into sprint car racing coverage. Uh who's been someone that's been like really easy to work with for you?
0: Oh goodness. Just the drivers themselves, honestly. They're always so I can't even pinpoint one. They're always just open to me reaching out to them if I ever need anything. Um I will say the Twitter fiend Dan Dietrich is one of uh the good guys out there that will do <laughs> anything for me if I need a, a quick interview or anything like that. But Honestly, all the feedback's been so great from everyone in the sport.
1: What have been some of your, you've kind of touched on some of them, like your favorite stories to uh, try and cover. Was it storytelling that kind of got you into this and just wanting to tell the stories of sports and racing in general? Was there a certain kind of story you were always trying to look for?
0: I'm always trying to get the pretty much the emotional impact. Um, It doesn't matter where I go. Um, like I said, I don't want to be the person fronting everything. like I just want to be their voice. I want to be that person's voice for a great story. Um, but like I said, everybody who's ever helped me get to this point, um, I can't thank them enough.
2: I think that's the cool part and I felt that way when when I was covering racing more as a, a journalist and not working for a, a series. but I feel like one of the cool things is you know, it's very rare that in sports journalism we're truly like, breaking, hard-hitting news, but at the same time, it, it feels like we're more kind of giving back to a, a subset of the community, and I always enjoy that, and it seems like you seem to really enjoy that as
0: well. Yeah, and I almost feel like one of the community. I don't know if people want me in it, but I don't care. I'm here. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's probably one of the most, um, the best feelings, honestly, is just meeting everybody um, and getting to know those people to actually find those stories that are just hidden in the dust.
1: Now, when the uh, World of Outlaws are obviously coming to town, which they are uh, here for uh, National Open Big Weekend, what is the coverage like then? Uh, what's the reception like when uh, the Outlaws usually come around?
0: Oh, it is so awesome. Especially people just want more. When the big guys are in town, they want to hear more from the local guys. Um but it's really funny too. You bring that up because when I cover the posse, some other fans think some of the posse it are the outlaws. <laughs> like um, when I'm covering Brent Marks, he's like, "Oh, they're they're he's a he's an outlaw. What do you cover him for?" Um, no, he's from Pennsylvania. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, put- we still like to say he's an outlaw. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I figured you were gonna say
1: that. Yeah, which is
2: why I have to ask this next question because I know he technically won. Like he's technically not outlaw this year, so you can almost claim him as a posse win this year. But uh, do you think the posse breaks the streak against the outlaws this week at the national open? and actually gets back in the victory lane, or do you think the outlaws take it again? Ooh, well
0: this is tricky. So. I'm going to have to say I I have to stay true to the posse. (laughs) And I have good reasoning behind it. Come on. You've seen Lance DeWeese. He's a seven-time track champ of uh, Williams Grove. He's won four Natty Opens. Um, and He's just been on fire at the Grove. And especially if the track gets wide and slick, you can't count him out. He's going to be the one at the top. Um, Brent has had an awesome season so far back in his family car. He's had some unluck the last few races with a few – uh, breakdowns, but honestly, I see him really, uh, strutting
1: his stuff this weekend. I guess I can accept that, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm just looking at all the races back that we've won <laughs> here recently. And <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, very much,
1: <laughs> we very much like to stir the pot when we get the chance
2: to, but yeah, your your reasoning there is, is sound and, and hard to dispute.
0: But you also can't, um, knock out uh, Anthony Macri. He just won the freaking National Open at Se- Seals Grove back-to-back last week. So, um, yeah. But the uh, the atmosphere, honestly, it, when the Posse does beat the Outlaws, you honestly can't beat it, because the place lights up.
2: So I've I've said it before on this show a couple of times, but I I'd always heard about the Outlaw-Posse rivalry, but when I first got to experience it, uh, in 2019, I got to go to Lincoln for the May show, and then uh, National Open that year, and and experiencing that rivalry in person, and just feeling mm-hmm. what that atmosphere feels like, uh, it it surpasses how everyone explains it. So for you, who's covered a lot of sports, where does the Outlaw Posse rivalry rank among other rivalries that you've gotten the chance to
0: experience? Oh my goodness, that is tough. Um, I will put it up against like Penn State taking on Ohio State. The Posse fans hate the outlaws, and, they, <laughs> and Posse hates the outlaws. Um, they just want to beat them on their own turf. Yes, people are going to say, all oh, the Posse never leaves the, the porch, but we have really good talent in central PA, and we're just trying to show it.
1: What have been some of the surprises you found uh, covering sprint car racing in, in some of these Pennsylvania guys so far?
0: Surprises? um I don't know if there's so many surprises. I think it's just awesome to see the talent go from uh, division to division. When you see a guy who used to race in the 305s, jump to the 358s or 410s, I think that's really cool. You know what? I will say, I'll jump back to that. Um, Devin Borden, honestly, coming from Washington, racing a few races early in the season around Central PA, never think that he would get a land a ride in Central PA, and Lance Hefner's you know what, that would be one of my surprises, I would say, yeah.
2: So going off of that a little bit, what are some of the storylines going into this weekend uh, from a posse perspective that some of the outsiders from the rest of the country may not know as they turn their eyes to Williams Grove in the National Open? Oh, gosh,
0: you're really killing me with this one. <laughs> um, I don't know. I would just say look out. <laughs> i don't know i, I just i don't want to give everything away right now and i don't want to uh downplay anybody but i think like ter- heads will be turned this weekend all
1: right all right trying a little mental game so we'll see you yeah. we'll, we'll let,
0: <laughs> let me ask you guys logan shoehart who's from hanover he's won the last three of six races do you consider him an outlaw or is he posse
1: Oh, he's definitely an outlaw.
2: Yeah, I think at this point he's outlaw because he's been full time for so long. Like, I think the argument we like to say that Brent Marks is still outlaw because he was full time with us, but I think there's a better argument for him, especially now. But even in 2019, the year that he won the national open, I think he could have made the argument that he he's still posse too. And and I mean, with the reception that he got when he won that night, they still claim him <laughs> that way too.
0: Absolutely. And he was back in his family car then, too. So I don't know. I think that number 19 is going to be pretty lucky this weekend.
1: I feel like Brent's the one that he can he can bridge the gap. He's the one that can bring the outlaw fans, the posse fans together and celebrate a victory as one. I think everybody would be pretty happy if he won again.
0: Yeah. And I think posse fans are happy when we do get to see some of our guys like go on to the next level or compete with the big guys.
2: So you don't feel like there's any, like, oh, man, we're losing them to the outlaws. Like, they should have stayed here. You don't feel like there's too much of that? No. Absolutely
0: not. <laughs> absolutely not. It's almost like um, having someone from college football go on to the NFL. We're, we're not losing them. We're just cheering them on at the next stage.
1: Definitely fun. It would do, I guess for yourself, do you feel like you in some way want to try and cover them the next stage uh yourself too do you feel like you that's where you want to see your career path go to
0: i mean i don't want to i don't know not <laughs> jinx myself or give anything away or i don't know i'm just enjoying what i'm doing right now um and i'm able to cover them at the next level right now um i'm able to cover them at the local level and watch them excel on the outlaws or all stars tour so it's pretty cool both ways but yes uh Motorsports has a special uh, spot in my heart. I will say
2: that. So speaking of where you're doing things now, as we get close to wrapping up here, because like we said, we didn't want to take up too much of your time. Where can those who are outside of the PA region who, who want to keep up with racing in that area so that they're, you know, as well versus as possible, where can they follow your work, whether it's social media or I don't know if there's a way to be able to catch the catch a live stream of your broadcast or something like that.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. So we are on every Sunday night, so 52 weeks a year at 11 p.m. And you can watch on our app at fox43.com. Um, or there's a watch live app, or I have Twitter, Facebook that I'm always posting all of my show, my uh, fast lane segments to. And uh, yeah, it's a year, it's a 52 weeks out of the year thing um when we're in the off season i'm not in the off season i'm still uh scratching for stories and making sure we put out put out the best uh coverage for our area
1: that was that uh pretty 365 sprint car coverage too like you're still trying to get those motorsport stories in the off season as well
0: yes absolutely yeah the That's fast cool. lane never di- never dies it's uh every uh sunday night for the whole year um that, and that was kind of when we started this show we didn't want It to just be seasonal. We wanted it to have the attention all year round because racing really never sleeps. There's always something going on, whether it's um, a driver change or just something, I don't know, something going on, you know.
2: Very cool. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate you stopping by and uh, we appreciate what you're doing for the, the sprint car community in Pennsylvania. We always see you hitting the hitting the retweet on whether it's a Dirt Vision post or a World of Outlaws post, if it's uh, someone posse related doing something cool. So uh, keep doing what you're doing. We're all big fans of it and thank you so much for stopping by. Definitely. Yeah,
0: thanks so much for having me guys and uh, go posse.
1: <laughs> And like she said, uh, it's going to be fun to watch the World of Outlaws win this weekend against the Posse. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes, it will be fun. It's it's as fun as watching the sunrise because it's a, a beautiful thing and also predictable.
1: Yeah, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you to Lindsay for coming on. Uh, fun interview. Uh, like we said earlier, you can, if I believe it's Fox 43, yes. uh, you can watch. Uh, they've got their own uh motorsports segment like you talked about it's really cool to see a new station uh just do that in general i know there's so many different places that yes. have motorsports as a prime their prime sport almost bit and barely get any coverage
2: yes for uh 100% you hit the nail on the head I, I don't know what it's like in the central new york region um for you but i mean there's nothing on long island we only have one racetrack as it is in uh, riverhead raceway out east excuse me and there's nothing there's just no coverage of it there used to be um back in the early to mid 90s um but the the people that ran that show ended up moving south to work for tnn that's a throwback for you Wow. and that was basically where that show ended up ending and we, we haven't had anything since and i mean even i think i said it before even down here like the local news you get maybe some cup coverage on maybe one or two channels um regularly and then Maybe every other channel ramp it up in, in May and October when it's 600 week and Roval week. And then beyond that, that's that's really it. And we're living down here. We're considered like the, the capital of of racing country, basically. And there still is hardly any local media that pays attention at all, let alone to the degree that Lindsay and them are doing it up, up north in
1: Pennsylvania at Fox 43. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully uh, people kind of can... See what they're doing and uh, realize there's an audience for it, and kind of maybe, maybe not imitate it or copy it, but do something, do their own version, and uh, give uh, all the different people local wherever they are their own little taste of motorsports news. She's a fun follow on Twitter, so if yeah, she gives a lot of great content.
2: Yeah, if you're if you're looking at a way to keep up with racing in that area, I would go go and give her a follow on Twitter if you're on Twitter. Uh, I don't I don't think you'll regret it, um, but. As we said before, we ran twice. The Outlaws did this past weekend. Eldora Speedway, the Before the Crown showdown on Friday night, and then Saturday night at Lernerville Speedway uh, in Pennsylvania for the Commonwealth Clash. And uh, as we mentioned earlier, Logan Shuhart went and took the win on Friday at Eldora, started fifth, finished first. James McFadden started in ninth and drove all the way to second. And I I don't know about you, Nick, but
1: I I think if he had maybe
2: two, three more laps, I think he might have gotten that old 1S. He was flying there late.
1: Yeah, he had a great car uh, coming on strong there late, and he's he's definitely one that I would watch in future Eldora races. I'd say definitely a future King's Royal contender for sure. He seems to have taken a liking to that place
2: a lot. It just seems to fit him. David Gravel finished in third to round out the podium. Donnie Shots fourth. Uh, King Tyler, Tyler Courtney finished in fifth. Justin Peck sixth. Wayne Johnson in seventh. Uh, Ayrton Geneton in eighth. Carson Macedo ninth, and Sammy Swindell uh, rounded out the top ten. Super cool run uh, for Sammy to see, or super cool to just see him have a good run, and uh, also cool to see Wayne Johnson have another really solid run Uh, didn't get maybe the finish he was looking for with a seventh uh, but he did go out there and win the dirt vision fast pass dash and start on the pole and
1: led some laps and had the old 2c out front in the wind yeah we'll talk about a little bit more when we get to learnerville too where he had another really good yes but i I tell you i don't know what magic voodoo he's got going on but i would start doing betting or something but he keeps drawing (laughs) the number one out of that can every time for the dash draw somehow yes
2: yes he has been it's just fun uh, to see him starting to have some success, the, all the hard work that he's put into that team and and his own driving effort, it's starting to to finally pay
1: off. Yeah, it's that's why it's why they always say you don't give up. You never know when something's finally going to click and you're finally going to start building some momentum. And they they've got that on their side. It's just a matter of putting a whole race together. It seems like they can start off really strong, but then maybe halfway or so, whether it's just the way they have the car set up or Dwayne or something, uh, it's just about Being there for all 25, 30, whatever laps it is.
2: Yes. Uh, Getting to the lap leaders, I was actually wrong. I misremembered and confused. Friday night with Saturday night, Wayne did start from the pole, but Donnie Schatz got him on the start. Uh, and Wayne didn't lead any laps on this night. However, he did the next night at Lernerville. So your lap leaders on Friday at Eldora, Donnie Schatz led laps 1 through 21 before Logan Schuhart took the lead on lap 22 and led all the way to the checkered on lap 30. Your KSC Hard Charger Award went to Justin Peck, who gained 10 spots to go from 16th to 6th on Friday night. And now we turn our attention to Saturday. Everyone made the uh, – what is it, Nick? You've done that drive before. It was like four, maybe five
1: hours? I think it's about five hours from Eldora to Lernerville.
2: Yeah, that's a that's a pretty long overnight ride. Yeah, um, especially – early
1: it, morning ride. It was uh, a little bit of a late night at Eldora. Yes. Because um, you had the uh, – I'm blanking the midgets. And, and Silver the Crown. And Silver Crown there. Um, so I think some of our guys I heard didn't get to um, – the Lernerville area until maybe hmm, 3, 5 in the morning for some of yeah, them. That's rough.
2: That's rough.
1: <laughs> to then turn
2: around and, and race later on that day. Yeah.
1: It's a weird sleep schedule. Long weekend. It's, yes. Uh, busy weekend, but luckily they've had uh, this week to, to chill a little bit in PA. Or yes. Some have come home, some have gone back and forth. But It was a good show, though.
2: Break. Ended up being worth it. Yep. Uh, pretty good race at, at Lernerville, uh, as the outlaws usually put on there, as we said before. David Gravel, in Pennsylvania, and he finds himself in victory lane. Uh, started on the pole and finished right in that same number one spot. Uh, took ten thousand dollar check, uh, but the guy that he's chasing in points finished right behind him in second. Brad, sweet.
1: I'll say though, I mean, it's still a little bit of a points gain. Going back to Eldora real quick, uh, it was quite a bit of a points game. Brad had some really bad luck. I think it was two flat tires. Two flat
2: right rears. Suffered,
1: uh, finished 19th while David was up there third. I think between the two races, he gained more than 30 points on Brad between them. It was like 150-something going into the weekend. Now it's 120 going into this weekend. Yep. Perfect timing uh, considering it's Williams Grove now. Uh, arguably one of Brad's worst tracks and one of Gravel's best.
2: Yeah, uh, I'd say that it's still an, an outside chance at it, but it's better than no chance. That's what he's given himself in these uh, last few races. We've
1: got nine races to go, and uh, that's what David has given himself. Basically, he needs to gain 13 points per race on Brad. That would at least tie him, and he's still got to, and the tiebreaker would be win, so Brad would still get it. But yes. 13 points per race would at least get him tied. And whether he can match and what do we got? Yeah, we, he could. He could possibly match uh, the win record. I doubt he'd. I don't think he'll reach 16 wins or so. Uh, maybe could get close in those nine races, but he's got to gain a little bit more than 13 for per race here or there. Whatever he can do, and just hope some luck turns his way. That is, uh, it's going to be tough sledding. It's going to be tough. It's not easy. Uh, Brad can stay consistent and have uh, no more flat tires. I. Th- I think it's going to be uh, pretty solid for him to get that third in a row.
2: I mean, that's that's the thing, right? Is he had a bad night on Friday, and we've said this multiple times on here, is that the key to winning this sort of championship is not only being consistent, but also when you do have a bad night, minimizing the damage and minimizing how many times that happens. And How frequently do we ever see the 49 have a night like they had on Friday at Eldora? It's extremely, extremely rare. That was a a very bad night for them finishing in 19th. But it's not like they dwell on that and and Saturday suffers as a result. He goes out, starts fourth, and finishes second.
1: I'll say he was uh, was leading there for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure he wasn't too thrilled to see Gravel pass him. Um, I have to say... It's been really funny uh, to look at these podium photos with Brad recently. Uh, the one with where Logan, I forgot which, like, I think it was maybe Chico, where um, Logan won. He's on the podium. He's got like a whole person's distance between them. And then you look at this <laughs> recent podium with Gravel and uh, Donnie and Brad, and he's got like a whole nother person's distance between him it's just kind of funny to see <laughs> <Like> <laughs> yeah, you can you're see right. his mentality and like he's just so focused on just winning too so badly that it's the podium photos it, are just funny so too, hard to be a part of you <laughs> got
2: david in the middle obviously is the winner uh donnie shots finished third we didn't get to that yet and he's on david's left and there's like overlap there donnie's right arm is behind usually, david's usually left. guys get kind of enclosed
1: yeah Enough space for the photo.
2: And you're right. You've got about half a body's width in between David's right arm and Brad's <laughs> left. And if you look really close, Brad's looking a completely different direction too. <laughs> like he's looking a little bit to his right, maybe like his his one o'clock, and Donnie and David are just looking dead straight. And so he's just not even looking in their direction no. in the slightest. Yeah. Not close to them, looking a completely different way. It's uh yeah, it's pretty amusing body language. It's funny that you picked up on that because I hadn't even looked at that. I, I
1: just happened to be looking at different results and pictures. I'm like, oh, there's another Brad not standing close <laughs> to the guys in the podium picture again. It's, like it's just, I just kind of want to collect them and just, like have this uh, this uh, uh, if there, if picture we can, book of.
2: Yeah, I wonder if we can start to see like at what point in the season he started to inch
1: away, just start going more and more. <laughs> Pretty soon you're not even see him, and they're just going to see like a shoulder in the edge of the frame.
2: <laughs> uh, so as as we mentioned, David Gravel with the win, Brad Sweet second, Donnie shot rounded up. At the podium in third. James McFadden finished in fourth. Sheldon Hodden finished fifth to round out the top five. Carson Macedo sixth. Jacob Allen in seventh. Logan Shuhart eighth. Casey Kane in ninth. And Wayne Johnson in tenth after starting in second. Your hard charger on the night. Remember our friend Poli Cola Giovanni from earlier this year? He gained 10 spots to go from 24th to 14th and your lap leaders on the night, uh, from starting in the second, Wayne Johnson shot out uh, front ahead of David Gravel right at the start, led laps 1 through 12 before Mr. Brad Sweet got by him and led from laps 13 through 22 before your pole setter David Gravel got back by on lap 23 and drove on to take the win on lap 35. Uh, as we mentioned, it is now 120 points separating Brad Sweet and David Gravel with nine races remaining. Uh, it's an outside shot, but it's a shot nonetheless. Uh, so we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, uh, we got some other fun points battles to watch uh, in there, too. Uh, I think Donnie might be... I think you kind of could see something between uh, Carson and Donnie of who might get third at uh podium for the points. But um, The other the big one is uh, Sheldon and Logan. Um, those two have been kind of swapping back and forth every now and then with how they've been performing, so it'll be fun to see who can that final top five spot do you know what the difference
2: is i know i'm putting you on the spot here uh do you know what the difference no. in end of season maybe. pay
1: is between fifth and sixth in points the, off the top of my head no i believe there might be there's um i don't know the exact number but i think there's maybe about five grand difference so that's well, still there's about
2: I, uh, a six point difference right now yeah separating uh or determining Who's going to make up that five grand difference between Sheldon Hodd and Sheldon Logan Shuhart for fifth in points? Uh, right now, Sheldon has it by six markers over Logan Shuhart. So, yeah, that's definitely an interesting one. Um, i got to tell you, every time I look at the points, I'm just so impressed. Granted, weather helped. And some other things helped earlier this year to minimize how many races he ended up missing. But regardless, he still missed, like, what was it, five or seven races. James McFadden in seventh is just so impressive.
1: He's had a strong year. Uh, You wouldn't almost even think he's a rookie. Yes. Just how well he's been performing. Um, But, yeah, so it's cool to see that he's been doing so well and getting some wins. I think he's definitely... Um, looking maybe not a championship contender, but definitely top five, maybe podium for the championship next year. I He's would say in for that sure. like second tier. Yeah. Like
2: I, just, I I think looking ahead at 2022, I almost said looking wow. ahead of 2020, and that's just way wrong. Uh, looking ahead at 2022, based off of this year and the last couple of years, the people that have really established themselves, obviously Brad Sweet and Donnie Schatz, uh, and, and David Gravel, they're in that upper tier. Even though Donnie's in fourth and Carson Macedo is third, that upper tier of like always right there over the last few years is those three. Uh, I mean, you look at what David Gravel had the potential to do a year ago if he didn't miss a couple races to yeah. uh, dabble in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. He very well could have been competing for the championship on the final night of last call at charlotte last year uh, but wasn't because of missing those two nights and now again he finds himself in second with a, a as i've said an outside shot but a shot at the championship logan shoehart we all thought last year was going to be a contender this year and uh the year didn't go the way we all and they thought it would same for sheldon hodden with the way they finished 2020 you would have thought they would have just been ripping right out the gate and they had some stumbles and then honestly Carson Macito, i didn't expect this performance out of him this year i expected maybe three quarters of what we've gotten
1: yeah i would say i would expected him to have run well maybe pick up five to six wins or so but yeah, he's on uh, a march to potentially have double digit wins by the end of the season he's already at nine right now
2: yeah i i didn't have nine wins for carson no. macedo this year uh, like you said maybe four or five i i had sheldon hitting double digits and he still has a chance at that at eight um but i had him at, at more as we all know <laughs> from, our, from our predictions earlier this year um Either I, way, I look at next year right now, you've got that top tier of Brad Sweet, Donnie Shots, David Gravel, and then like the the second tier, I'd probably put Sheldon Logan and and Carson, and maybe that third tier of like could surprise us would probably be where I would put Janus McFadden right now, maybe in that second group.
1: I'd probably maybe put him in the second group. I think um he's got the he's got this full year under his belt. I think they'll come in pretty strong next year. Uh, being able to start right off at Volusia and not having to start late, yeah, um, he'll yeah. be he'll be on time this year. Um, no issues there. Uh, next year, I in this year. Next year, I should say uh, it'll be fun to see what. Obviously, still a lot of uh, racing to go this year, but yes, a lot of fun things already brewing for next year. Obviously, there's the the big news: uh, CJB Motorsports is coming back oh, full yes. time with us next year with uh, Spencer Basin as a driver.
2: That'll be cool. That'll be very cool. Um, so he's going to be trying to run for the rookie of the year. So that'll be that'll be fun to watch.
1: Yeah, it'll be cool to see. I believe um, it's been hinted, if not confirmed, that maybe uh Tyler Courtney would run with us next year. I think that's been talked about, whether it's next year or the year after, so maybe that could be a pretty fun rookie battle. Yeah. Um, who knows what uh, like guys like Justin Peck or Corey Lyson have going on for them? I mean, who knows who's going to be in that Roth car next year? So, uh, <laughs> there'll be some uh, other little fun details to see as the silly season, season silly season continues. I guess. Do you want to call it that? Okay. I can spit it out.
2: <laughs> Freaking Dracula there near the end. Silly season. silly season. I know it's like spooky season according to everyone on on the socials and stuff, but man, that was something.
1: Yeah, I don't know what that was.
2: <laughs> I think what that was was a signal that it's
1: just about time to wrap this up, right? <laughs> Speaking a- of spooky and silly, you know what you can carve your pumpkins with this year. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't want to carve your pumpkins. Not your pumpkin, not your personal well, the, the ones that you can that can be uh, I'm not even gonna go there. The the ones you buy at the store. <laughs> or a pumpkin patch? Yeah, pumpkin patch. I mean I mean I don't really, <laughs> If you, do people still go to pumpkin patches and get I pumpkins? I think so.
2: Okay. I would assume so. I guess I've never, I haven't seen
1: one around here yet, so.
2: You know, it's very hard to find one down here, I'm not going to lie. Like, there was one <laughs> There was one time, this was uh, very early into my relationship with Catherine, we were maybe eight months into dating, I was like, let's take a day trip up to the mountains, go up to, like, the Boone area, and I'm thinking, like, the mountains in the fall, like, it's gonna be really easy to like find pumpkin patches everywhere. They're gonna be like really large. You can almost like get lost in one, maybe do a corn maze or something. I found on Google Maps one pumpkin patch, <laughs> rolled up to it, and they had I kid you not, twelve. Twelve pumpkins just <laughs> in a line. It's
1: like we're going home.
2: <laughs> like, this is a waste of time.
1: Yeah, I used to New York. A lot of farms around upstate. A lot of pumpkin patches.
2: Yes, it's just it's drastically different. That was what I was expecting it to be like. We've got that like out east on Long Island too. I was thinking, okay, in the mountains, it's probably going to be similar to that. No, no, it was not. I was not pumpkin fans here. Very, very disappointed in that. Um, But yeah, no, you don't want to carve your pumpkins uh, with your manscape. You just want to um, trim them lightly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's what we're going for. Trim the little. Believe it bit...
2: or not, this is a manscape ad.
1: Yeah, trim the little bit of fuzz that are on the side <laughs> of your pumpkins. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the lawnmower four Yeah, yeah. It would. That's a pretty good one. Yes. Yes. It's got the it light lit... on it too. You want to do it in the it, dark? It getting does. Spookier. Ooh, oh very Speaking spooky.
2: Very spooky. You're very spooky doing it in the dark, huh? That's uh, yeah. It sounds dangerous, but it's not because you've got the light on there. Yeah. So uh, we both urge you uh, to go to Manscaped.com. And use the promo code OPENRED20, get yourself 20% off, plus free shipping, um, by using that promo code. The promo code, again, is OPENRED20, and get yourself the Performance Package 4.0, which contains the Lawnmower 4.0, and
1: uh, get the trim in those pumpkins. Yeah, so if you plan on taking someone on a date to a pumpkin patch, if there's one around you, you can manscape yourself up first. <laughs> is that how you say it? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I guess Or get
1: manscaped. How about that?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Do that. Um,
2: On that note, I think it's time to end. Yeah, I think
1: think, uh, we've covered it all.
2: I I think we have. Uh, As we said, there's only nine races left this year. Uh, If we're going to be in the area, uh, in your area, I would urge you to go to worldofoutlaws.com and get yourself some tickets uh, to see The Greatest Show on Dirt. Unless you plan on coming to the NGK NTK World Finals at the Dirt Track at Charlotte Murder Speedway, because otherwise you have to go to charlottemurderspeedway.com to get yourself tickets for that fantastic event that I am so glad is back. Um, I cannot wait to stand in the infield and just experience that massive fireball during the four-wide.
1: Oh, I can't wait to see that again. It's, that's definitely something... like Obviously, it looks awesome on Dirt Vision. It looks awesome in photos, but to be there in person and see it is just completely different. It can, it can be like 45 degrees
2: and when that thing bursts you will be sweating for the next two minutes after that because it just puts out so much heat you don't even have to be right next to it you could just be in a grandstands have you been in the press box for when that happens i've not you got to do it at least once it's crazy so the windows are very nicely sealed and i've seen this on three different occasions now because at first i thought i was seeing things i was not You think the windows are nicely sealed, but they're actually not because that bomb burst has broken the seal, and I've seen it do it. It'll burst. The windows will shake, and I have seen the seal split and looked straight out through the uh, split between two window panes, and then it'll rattle, and then it'll come back together, and then it'll look fine the rest of the night until the next time we do it. It is the craziest thing. It's so awesome. I love it so much. It's, it's one of my absolute favorite parts of of World Finals. It's just the the four wide fireworks show capped off by that massive bomb burst.
1: That um yeah, I don't know how you don't want to go now then. That's awesome. It's so cool. It's, it's, I, like,
2: I know it's coming and I'm like, yes, yeah, there it is. <laughs> awesome. Uh yeah. Go to World Finals. One of the coolest events, great atmosphere, great way to close out the season. I can't believe we're only nine races from the end. It's We're almost in October. I know. We're, I thought it was just September. It's September 29th. Like, How is this happening? Time. Yeah. yeah. It is time to end, and I think we shall. So, yep. uh, as always, my name is Rob Lyle. I am Nick Graziano. And we will catch you next week. Bye-bye. Hashtag red.